Hey, what's going on, guys? Thank you for joining in to Untitled Gamecast for our second podcast. It is a Thursday, October 17th, the day after my birthday. You are here with Aiden Gross and my boy to, the right, to my right. My name is Dominic D'Amico. It is 3.45 p.m., so make sure you keep up on the latest news because things may have changed by the time you hear this. Yep. Hopefully, we'll be bringing you the best and latest in gaming news and just what we think about stuff. So yeah. what are we talking about today, Aiden? So, well, this is a different, little, little different week. We don't have the hugest news, but there's still some news going on, and we could still talk about a lot of the stuff that got announced this week and last week. So, but before all that, I had a little question for Dominic because we, we want our viewers and listeners to get to know a little bit more about us. Last week we talked about our three favorite games. I was going to ask you, Dom, this week, what is your favorite console you've ever owned, and why? For me, it's got to be my PlayStation 4, just because when I grew up, I had my Game Boy, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you're constantly replacing AA batteries, and I really didn't play too many games. I Mm -hmm. kept to my Pokemon, and that was mostly it. Okay. Then I got PlayStation 2. Mm -hmm. I got my GameCube. Ooh, the PlayStation 2 was great. Those were fun, you know? I loved playing Kirby Air Ride. I loved playing Mario Kart Double Dash. It was just fun. Just so fun. Especially with Spyro on the PlayStation, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. But... I just don't think I was old enough to appreciate the consoles and keep up with the games and what was coming out. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That makes sense. Yeah, but with the PlayStation 4, I was old enough. I bought that myself. I've been keeping up on the games coming out. I can play a lot of the old games on that system. It's fun. And that's I'll ask that to my friends a lot of them. They said the answer was the one they bought themselves. They remember that console that they used it with their own money, got to go to the store with, by themselves, buy it, and you feel so like appreciative of what is going to happen. You know, you open this door for all these games. So I guess my favorite I had to pick would be the PlayStation 2 because that was my first console. And that was like convinced my parents. We were talking about the, the DVD player was in it. And it was just great. It really spawned like love of games for me and how many games that they had how the little you know just everything was there was great and every time every year the new generations gets better that's why i continue to buy consoles every year it's great so moving on a little bit along right here and we talked last week about the playstation 5 being revealed and since we have a week now to take that all in a lot of questions a lot of stuff's been buzzing around the internet what's going to happen so i wanted to ask a big question i think for dominic so with the ps5 being revealed what does this mean for games being released in 2020? I think this what this means for games being released in 2020 is the same things it meant for games being released in 2013. The last generation. The yeah. last cycle. Right, okay. Because the PlayStation 4, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure it was 2013. Yeah, I actually wrote that down. It was 2013, the, yeah. the PS4, and the PS4 Pro launched 2017. Yeah. And so that's you, about four years, and that's pretty much you get a new cycle, a new console every four years, I guess. That's yeah. our norm now. My question, though, is what it's going to mean for the state of remasters. Because if right. you look at a lot of the games we got early on, we did get first-party exclusives. We got Killzone Shadowfall right off the bat. We got right. Call of Duty Ghosts, which was a dual-platform right. option. Launching Good for launch the X- lineup for yeah. them. Yeah. For the Xbox One, they got Rise, Son of Rome. And Sunset which was, Overdrive. I don't know if Sunset was a launch lineup, actually. But it was like one of the f- beginning ones. And it Forza was one of the early there. titles, yeah. Right. I don't think it was a launch title, no. I liked Rise, though. Rise yeah. was really good, by the way. So, I think there's a lot to look at it. I mean, my other question is, would you... In, I mean, I actually do anticipate PS4 sales kind of just declining, like the software sales for PS4 games. So, and it goes kind of into what me and Dom were talking about, how, and everyone knows if you're a gamer, the fall is one that hits your wallet. The fall season every year is all these games every week. It's insane. 
And this fall has been good, but it's not been as crazy as every fall because all these delays. And now looking at quarter one and quarter two of 2020, it's probably the most stacked I've ever seen. We have Doom and uh, Animal Crossing and Watch Dogs and just so many games coming out. So, Well, a lot of those are delays too. Animal right, Crossing was right. pushed back. Right. Doom Eternal is just a very recent And we don't know about back. Ghost of Tsushima or Ghost of Tsushima either. We don't know if that's going to be a PS5 yeah. or PS4 launch title. Yeah, my guess is it would be PlayStation 4. The big thing for me is I don't think we're going to see a decline in PlayStation 4 software sales because Mm -hmm. those ones are going to be playable on PlayStation 5, especially when you consider Grand Theft Auto 5. That was an end-of-life title for the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3. I remember... um, We call that the ultimate double dip. Developers yeah. double dipping, which I, I think every developer is going to do now. They're yeah. just going to double dip in a game like Death Stranding will come out on the PS4 and then PS5 they'll have the definitive edition. Yeah, Everyone. I remember Grand Theft Auto V when it came out for the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 reviewers mm-hmm. saying this is the limit of like what this hardware can do. And I'm surprised this game was able to come out on the 360 and the PlayStation Yeah, I'm still 3. surprised how it ran on the 360 so well. Yeah, so the question then becomes... Are we reaching that moment with the PlayStation 4 hardware? Is it going to be right, as much right. of a hyperdrive leap as it was from PlayStation 3 to PlayStation right. 4? I don't think so, but I think that backwards compatibility is going to make a lot more people pick it up than otherwise would. Because right. if you're not seeing the difference between what you have and the new product, well, why would you buy the new product? Right, it's going right. to be those load times. It's going to be the ability to play those old games and be prepared for the new one. That's true. Well, for you, personally, since all these games are coming on quarter one, quarter two of 2020, and they said the PS5 is holiday 2020, are you going to be waiting to get these games when they come out right away, or are you going to wait for the PS5, maybe? My thing would be I'd probably wait for the PlayStation 5, okay. especially with the backwards compatibility. Yeah. That way I can save my money for the PlayStation 5. If I get the games, if they're day one purchases, I can play them on the PlayStation right. 4 and hopefully cross-save my progress over. And they'll be backwards compatible and stuff, so... Yeah, they'll be backwards compatible. That'll be nice. And there's just so many games. Like, I've had an Xbox, the Gold, and PSN now, or now, or what's the one that give you games every month? Is it PlayStation Plus and Plus, then Plus. Xbox games So I get gold. those games every month. Xbox Live Gold, yeah. yeah. I don't think I missed a month of getting the free games. So I have probably a catalog of 400 games just waiting to be played when I get the new system because all the games they get for free, so. Yeah, and the crazy thing for me with PlayStation Plus has been, for a long while, we were getting... Three systems worth of games. Right. PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, and PlayStation Vita. Right. They cut the PlayStation 3 games, and I don't know if true, they true. do Vita games anymore. I, I don't, don't know. We sell do. them at my work, but I know they don't make any more Vitas, though. Like, yeah. new Vitas. But I ended up not downloading all the PlayStation 3 games as much because I didn't have a reason to power on my PlayStation 3 anymore. Uh, I was just playing all the PlayStation 4 games. Makes yeah, sense. Yeah, all the games weren't available on the PlayStation 4, but I wasn't about to go back and play the first Nino Kuni. Oh, I agree with you. I wouldn't either. And power up my PlayStation <laughs> right. 3, even though there were a lot of good games out just because I didn't want to I just wanted to play the new games I wanted to play what looks best I mean I picked up a copy of Morrowind for the original Xbox somebody came to trade it in at my old job oh wow I love Morrowind we took the trade in and then I bought it immediately after we processed the trade in I went on my break I'm like I'm buying this and I go to play that game and I look at it and it's amazing to see the level design see what they're doing there but I look at it it's like oh you are not easy to look at Right, right. Games hold. It's like a movie. Does this movie hold up years later? That's funny. Well, I think coming from only people could wish, coming from a consumer point of view, I think that at least for AAA titles, there should be an up 
upgrade path. So if I bought Death Stranding or Ghost of Tsushima for PS4 and it comes over PS5, just make us pay a little bit more and to upgrade it. You know what I mean? Instead of having to buy the whole game. Of course they won't do that. We could wish, you know? Yeah, but I mean, that's if they do a PlayStation 5 version separate from the PlayStation 4 version. Mm -hmm. The question becomes then, is it going to be worth the money to do that when people can just play that PlayStation 4 version on the PlayStation 5 when the graphics already look amazing? Is there going to be a visual upgrade they can do? Are there going to be technical aspects with loading times and stuff like that that they have to publish? Mm-hmm. A specific PlayStation right. 5 edition, especially we'll see, yeah. with like full game in- installs on the hard drive. Because I remember when the PlayStation 4 launched, they were doing buy this PlayStation 3 game and get it for the PlayStation 4 as well. Like my copy of Assassin's Creed Black Flag, I have for the PlayStation 3. Okay. And I have to put the PS3 disc in the PS4. Oh, no. But I had to download a big old patch. Right? I basically had to download the game. Right. And the disc is kind of just working as a key. Like I still have this PlayStation 3 disc. Right. Well, that kind of segues into my other topic, which we talk about with this, is some people now, they will just wait for the console cycle a little later. And my good friends told me about this and I actually put it to my my perspective, how I think it's so good to get a console at the end of its cycle, which is what I did with the PS4. So get it when it's the cheapest it is. I get it for 200, I got the PS4 Pro and you have every game. You have Horizon to play, you have God of War to play, you have Spider-Man, you have this catalog of games you got in. It's like the best time to ever get in a console. It's the end of the cycle. Everything's cheaper. All the games are cheaper. So that's why do you think some people will wait to get the PS5? And basically asking you with the release of PS5, would you do you would you rather get the Xbox? Or are you looking at price of a console? Are you looking if you're going to get an Xbox or PS4? Are you looking at the prices? Are you looking at the memory storage it has or like the launch lineup of games or exclusives? I mean, it's all of the above. It's In all terms of exclusives, Xbox is going to be one to watch now that they have Obsidian under yeah. their under their umbrella. Right. The big thing though is waiting works if you're big into single player games. But right. If you're big into like a game like Destiny, you can't they've released wait. Destiny too, and you can't really go back to the no. first Destiny and relive that magic of when the Taken King released and the game fundamentally changed. Right. It felt like a fundamental shift right and if you're in a business kind of like us where we want to review and talk about games you almost have to play the games right away we can't be talking about games later wait months yeah. and months later especially uh, going back to multiplayer games player base player there's base. no player base you're not going to get that same experience that's I mean, true the servers are down for that game demon souls that's true you know the inspiration for dark souls and there's one fight i think it's the um i think it's either the blind monk or the old monk i know it's a fight like that oh i know you're talking not about. Right, the right. same without those online servers so just true like Dark Souls 3 in the Ringed uh, City DLC, the fight against Judicator Argo isn't the same if you're not connected right, online. Right, it's that's that so same true. Kind of yeah, I didn't think about that even. Yeah. Yeah. That's really true. Well, I mean, also, and this kind of brings in Nintendo into the talk too, where we've grown accustomed to every couple years we get our new generation cycle and it kind of goes in with iphone where everyone gets mad at the new iphone coming out every year oh what the obsolete i kind of think it's better because it now gives people that don't have it a more of a chance that you get your six seven you know and you have you know in the back of your head every year that a new one's coming out you don't have to get this one you can wait for the next iteration so that's kind of like with ps or the new systems if we have a half step if we if we see a half step because now we just see consoles right now we're doing this half step where we're seeing s's and pros. So if we keep seeing this half step, do you think that could debate on, uh, what was it? Oh, is it comfortable seeing Switch? Like, do you think that's gonna have another pro kind of? Like a reimagining of it? I think they'll probably do another more powerful version. They've done updated versions with the PlayStation 3 and 360s too. The 360 had the original, the white one. Mm -hmm. They had the slim, they had the elite model. 
PlayStation 3 had the original, the Chunky Boy, right, right. with the backwards compatibility. They had the Chunky Boy without the backwards compatibility. Then they had the Slim, which had that matte black finish and still Ooh, had it was the nice. disc drive. You still put the games. Oh, right, 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 right. And then they came out with the final Super Slim, which had the slidey top. Ooh, the I missed I that. Remember that one is because at my old job, somebody was taking in the slidey top ones as regular Slims, and our boss came around and asked everybody, What's the difference between the slim and the super slim? No and everyone idea. did the same side, you know, hand flat, side to side motion and said slidey top. <laughs> That's really funny. That's yeah. really funny. Even PlayStation 2 did, they had the original and mm-hmm. then they had the slim. I don't remember if Xbox did multiple iterations. I don't, I don't think, think the original so. Xbox did. Right. You're right. That's right. when I was really young then. So I don't particularly remember. Yeah. Well, it's going to be, I mean, with all these consoles coming out, it's its really going to be something else. I'm excited. And it seems it seems that over the years, each new console generation would come out around the same time as the other. And thinking of all, and like, this is the best, think of all the console wars to date. We had the PlayStation versus the N64 when that came out, the Xbox versus the PS2 when that came out, the Wii versus the 360. Like, there were so many battles when these came out, and they were the best of all time. And of course, now we have the Xbox One versus the PS4 when they came out. So, with my question is, with the Wii U doing so poorly last generation, it's no wonder Nintendo wanted to, like, shed themselves from that mistake, right? We all know that. And move on to a new console, which is the Switch. Do you think with the launch of the Switch in between console generations helped with its success? I think it's the uniqueness of the Switch that helped with its success because you can take it and play on the go or you can play it at home. I also think having a strong launch title in Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is many people would say one of the best games of all time, not just the best game of all time, but like a perfect game. Right. I remember I was talking to... I was talking to a game design professor mm-hmm. here at Moore Park College, and he said one of the games he's most excited for is Breath of the Wild 2. Right. Because Breath of the Wild 1 was a systems-driven game where they created all these systems for players to use and then just set the players loose. And I think that's what they all- need to put out, Breath of the Wild yeah. 2, because Nintendo's not worrying about these next console generation stuff. They want to put out... They don't care about the new shiniest toy on the market with the best graphics. They want to carve their own stories and to make you know people play the game their way. And you're right. I don't know. I don't think them launching in between console generations help with its success incredibly you're right the obviously the portability of it and it's great games help its success but i can't stop thinking if it was released alongside the ps5 and the xbox would we still see the success of it i don't think we would I because what i mean maybe for kids but yeah. what help because of the family friendly library of games exactly they are adding titles like wolfenstein and mm-hmm. doom and the witcher and which just came out rated m games very fun good port but the whole point of the switch is that it's not meant to compete with the playstation 4 and the xbox one right the whole point is they don't you know, care about that if they announced it at the same time people would be saying oh who's this for who's this for it's not 4K. It's not going to support 8K in the future. It doesn't yeah, have that's totally this, true. You know the multiple terabyte solid state drive. What is this? Well, the answer then is well, maybe it's not for you. Maybe it's for the people who want to play on the go, who want something portable, who want those totally. different Nintendo experiences. Yeah. The bonus of releasing in the middle of a console generation is that people have had time to build up income again. They're not saving up that four hundred dollars for the PlayStation Four. Yeah. Or the Xbox One. They're just saying, all right, well, we can spare the $300 for this and we'll get games as we go. Right. And it's something we can play that's not like what we've been playing. And it's the thing with on Black Friday, you can leave Black Friday and buy a Switch and Breath of the Wild and Mario Kart for under 250 That compared to these walking out and seeing 500 like that's a little nice. You have games now with it. It's a lot cheaper than these some of these big ones. And, you know, that's, a, that's something to look at. And there's another thing. 
Do you ever think we could see Sony or Microsoft releasing a new console between generations, or is Nintendo like the only crazy one enough to do that? I think they might be. I don't. I don't know if I see them. I don't know it's, if I it's see an them interesting doing. question. I don't know. They might, but I don't know if they would because having that new cycle of the console wars, having these new stories of, oh, the PlayStation Five and the Xbox Scarlet, which is going to be the best? Which right. one's going to kick the other in the tail? I don't think anyone. I think the half step is going to be with the half step. There's going to be a PS5 Pro, and do people want to wait for that? Because they know this these S's are coming in. So well, I mean, 4K is just getting yeah, big now, right, and that's right. at the end of a generation. And they were did the half step a little before the 4K TV started to get affordable. Right. And even then, it was a $400 option. Yeah, that's crazy to go against $300 standard PlayStation 3. So people might wait. But they're going to spend more money if they wait because it'll be the higher tier option, just like the Xbox One X is that $500 alternative right. to the $250, occasionally right. $200 slim. Right. And I think I think for the past three gens, Nintendo has always, and they know it, they've been underpowered than the other consoles. And they know that. But I don't really think that they care. And they've always paved their own path and showed how unique they are. You know, they've, they've always done that. Instead of having some new, like I said, some shiny toy with the best graphics on the market, you have something that's so unique. Yeah. And yeah, the Switch, and, and now the thing, my argument is, when I'm playing Switch games, I'm not playing ports now like wolfenstein we saw chugged a little bit doom <laughs> i'm going against what i just said but i bought wolfen or uh, witcher 3 yesterday it's the only port i've got and it, it doesn't run as good but like you know what you're getting for it you're playing it on handheld yeah and it's awesome so well i mean we'll see and i never felt the switch too weak when you're playing first party games that they gave mario kart runs on it great but when you're playing these other ports i'm not looking for it to be played on the switch i'm going to play that on the ps4 or, or the new xbox whatever it is so yeah another example to run counter would be Dark Souls Remastered. Dark Souls Remastered, at least in my experience, has run fantastically yeah, on the Switch. Right. But that was a PlayStation 3 game. That was an Xbox 360 game. That's a generation ago. And even remastered, they're not remastering it up to the full extent they're, ha they're remastering it for the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. Right. They're still working with, at most, 720p handheld oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. 1080p docked. And I right. don't even know if it runs a 1080p docked because I know... Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild ran it, I think, 960. Yeah, right, 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 right. And the art style helped with that, but once again, power isn't the point of the Switch. It's yeah. getting to take these games on the go. It's getting to summon Solaire and make a rush at Ornstein and Smell before starting my shift at work. Right, right. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I'm very excited to see. I mean, gaming right now, there's so many what ifs, what could happen. I'm, I'm excited. I really am excited. So let's move on to something else that's in 2020, and that is Doom Eternal got delayed from November of this year to March of 2020. And I was surprised because that means Bethesda will have nothing coming in the fall, which is surprising to me because Bethesda is a company that comes out with a big game every fall. And for how of a abysmal year Bethesda has, they need some money this year. Like I'm, I'm surprised that they, you know, they had all the backlash with Fallout. They were like the everyone just hated on them for a little bit, and I thought they would come make a new game and release it and win everyone's heart back. So, but now they've delayed that, and that doesn't even mean, because the Switch version comes later, that Switch version's even delayed longer. So we don't even know when that's coming, so. Yeah, well, I mean, they've had the single-player games that have come out, like Wolfenstein, Youngblood. Like you said, that's not a game everybody's been picking up because right. of the online requirement. Yeah. Doom Eternal's been delayed. But, yeah, Fallout 76 hurt them. Hurt them a Their lot. Their games have been, at least the Bethesda original games... I call them Bethesda originals, like Netflix original. But right. The games from Bethesda <laughs> Game Studios 
have always had their share of bugs. Like, I remember I was playing Skyrim last night mm-hmm. because I hadn't played the Dragonborn DLC yet. And, and because why not? Skyrim's always great. <laughs> I hadn't played the Dragon DLC. You have DLC. Wow. So I was running around Solstheim and I mm-hmm. fought a dragon and I took it down to almost no health and it glitched and it wouldn't land and it was at zero health. Oh, no. But it wouldn't die. Oh, my God. And so it just circled me for like 10 minutes until I just ran away and it disappeared. Right. I mean, Bethesda is known for having these these glitches. I think they have that knowing because they have the most open world that they don't test for these bugs sometimes. But now it's like a staple that you know you're getting these weird bugs from. <laughs> well, yeah, it's that you, you don't know if that some of these games are so big you can't test for these bugs. Right, right. And Rage 2 came out this year as well, which I just felt, I played it and I just... And I played about halfway through and I it just didn't have the legs. The first half of the game is great and then it just kind of dies off. I didn't even make it to the first half. I was playing it and it just didn't... Didn't grab you. ...feel good. Right, yeah. Like if you play Destiny, you get that feeling occasionally where it's like, why am I doing this stuff? And then I go launch into an area and I'm taking out enemies. I'm like, this is why I'm playing it. Just because it feels good. It feels right so to launch true. that right. Nova Bomb super right. group of enemies. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And Rage, it just, I don't know, it felt kind of slow, felt kind of clunky. It just didn't feel the way I would have liked it to feel. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And with, we're in October now. That means Zama. What means we're coming up to the end of the year. And we just want to do, because we can't pinpoint our ones, but we're just going to do game of the year watch right now. So, what are your favorite games of the year so far, John? Resident Evil 2. Oof, my favorite and, remake of all time. And Sekiro Shadows Die Twice are both good. I'm sure there's a game I'm missing, but for the life of me, I can't remember it. Yeah. Sekiro, because I, I think Resident Evil is going to beat it out for my game of the year, because Sekiro is too brutal to be an honest <laughs> yeah, game of the year. right. I had to leave that game for like a month and then come back several times for the final boss. It's punishing, yeah. There's when you told yeah. me that people had to glitch the the frame rate or something, I was like, yeah, oh my. a mod for PC let yeah. people slow down the frame rate to beat it. That's and crazy. And I get that because it's hard. And at the same time, I feel really accomplished for having done it without having to do something like that. Right. I played on PlayStation Four, so I couldn't do that even if I wanted to. But those final fights just didn't seem fair. The whole point of Dark Souls, the overly used sentiment, has been tough but fair. Right. In Dark, the original Dark Souls, in Dark Souls 3, to a point in Bloodborne, it always felt when I messed up, it was my mess up. Yeah, yeah, in that's Sekiro, true. In Sekiro, it kind of got to the point where how am I supposed to work my way through this 15-minute fight keeping exactly precise frame-perfect timing, yeah. almost frame-perfect timing, this entire time. That's so true. Resident Evil, on the other hand... Is really good. It's hard, but it's good. The only thing keeping me from getting that platinum is that I'm not good enough to get that time for the hardcore modes. Oh, right, right, right. So I can get through it, and I get through it in pretty decent time, but I can't get low enough just right. because you got to sprint everywhere. You got to know exactly where everything is. Yeah. But it's still amazing. It's such a gorgeous game, and it's so good. I'm not into horror. I can't do scary things, but I love, I love Resident horror. Evil too. Yeah, I love horror. Cause my dad made Halloween, so I love just yeah. growing up with horror. What about you? What are your What's your game of the year? Watch. Let's well, so I have do a, top three. I have we'll a couple a right short. here. We'll do top three, and I think Sekiro's in there. The one thing which I say every year: a year's long. So when games release the beginning of the year, like we almost forgot that Sekiro is this year. So it's almost, that's why when games come out later, I think they do that because it keeps us fresh in the mind. So there's a lot there at the beginning of the year. Sekiro I want to put there. I want to put Untitled Goose Game. Untitled Goose Game is so good. It's, oh, it's, it's brilliant. It's amazing. And then I'm leaving. So spot three is taken, but I'm thinking about crossing out because I think if Death Stranding is amazing, I might have to put Death Stranding in there. So. Yeah. yeah. Death Stranding is definitely a game to watch. Definitely. Um, yeah. 
I haven't played it, so I couldn't put it on my list, but No Love for the Outer Wilds. A lot of people have been singling that out. That was on my list. That's on your list, too? Yep, that was number four, actually. And there's probably, from our listeners, there's so many games that came out you probably don't all remember. remember, Yeah, Yeah, I mean, maybe we could refresh you. There's Metro Exodus that came out, Control, uh, the new Legend of Zelda. I forget about Control. Judgment came out, too. Judgment. A lot of good games. I mean, the Fire Emblem Three Houses, Super Mario Maker 2 we have. Crash Team Nitro Racing Fuel, like that. There were so many good games. I really, I'm, it's hard. It's hard to remember the best ones. Yeah, Apex Legends you mentioned Apex, earlier. Apex Mortal Kombat was good. Spiral Reignited Trilogy. How can and, I yeah? And how did could you forget? That's your favorite game. Yeah. Devil May Cry, which is really underrated. I thought Devil May Cry was awesome. Yeah, that's just that is. So we'll do every couple weeks. We'll, we'll be giving you our game of the year watch because it's too it's too early to make a a declared winner right yeah, now. Yeah, it's just. It definitely is. It definitely yeah. is. So much I've forgotten about. Bungie leaving Activision, Google announcing Stadia, Reggie retiring from yeah. Nintendo. Isn't he going to the Hall of Fame? Or the yeah. Gaming Hall of Fame, right? Kazurai retiring from Sony. Sony, yeah, it, a lot. just last month, Sony bought Insomniac, which is amazing. Yeah, that's big for them. We're ca- losing a little bit of time right now just to wrap stuff up. But one question, maybe end on a little thing. I asked Dominic what I th- what his opinion was. I don't know if you think this is kind of foul play or not, but Final Fantasy Remake is coming out. We all know that. And on the box, it doesn't say anywhere on the front of the box or on the back that is it is an, only a part one. And not many people will know that it's a part one, so people go out and buy it and think it's a full game, and it's not a full game. Well, coming out of if they've played the original or any of the ports, they won't know. But if they decide to go the way they did with Final Fantasy 13, where they had 13, 13, 2, 13, right. 3, or with 10, where they had 10, 10, 2, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because... I think they lose sales it, for them. Even if they stop right after leaving Midgar mm-hmm. for part one, with how much they say they're adding, if it's a full-length game, I don't think I'd hold them yeah, too much for it. Because if they put part one on the box, people might think, oh, we're getting only part one. That's why I feel they're thinking that you can't put Final Fantasy Remake part one. Or maybe in the back. That's what someone was telling me, how Cloud's adventure starts or something. Or see how his story begins. That's not really saying there's another part, but you know there's something coming. Yeah, I mean, definitely that's good. But putting stuff like that reminds me of when Deadpool came out for the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360. That was back when I was in high school. But they, Activision said the game was going to be, I want to say it was $10 cheaper than normal. It was 50 instead of uh, the full 60 oh, I do remember that. And people's first question was, why? Why, though? The first question wasn't, their first reaction wasn't, oh, that's so cool. We can All get right. this game cheaper. It looks so good. The first question was, why? <laughs> if this game looks so good, why are you making what are you holding back? so cheap? Right. Yeah, making it $10 cheaper. If you put part one on it, it's like, well, what are you not putting in this game? What are you saving for multiple iterations yep yep that's true well i definitely agree well dom i think that was a good little segment we had today yeah, hopefully you guys liked definitely. our little untitled gamecast i have we have fun doing this we have fun yeah. bringing this knowledge and news to you and just seeing what's going on and the most amazing gaming. aiden is amazing bringing the running order today running things making me look like a chump i love it no nah, i wouldn't have, i wouldn't be able to do it without without dom right here All right. Well, so have a good one you guys and we'll talk to you guys next week yep see you next week thank you kindly bye